0: with your host, Tiffany Morgan. Well, hello there, my little sweet peas, my little love muffins from all around the big, the big blue world. This is your hostess, Miss Tiffany Morgan, calling to you live from Kingston, Ontario, Canada, the home of limestone and the home to me, Miss Tiffany Morgan. That's right, sweet peas. Me and my cucumelons. My cucumelons. So uh if you're if you're listening to this on CFRC one oh one point nine FM, hello sweet peas. <laughs> uh if you're watching this live right now, because uh, I record it live on my social channels on Wednesdays. It's uh I, I have a little video submission. I have my cucumelons. Yes. Cucumelons are uh a little um, the, well, I think they're related to the um uh, to the cucumber family or whatever but uh what what is the botanical name methalorca something i can't remember but uh they make itty bitty uh, mouse melon is another common name so you kind of get an idea when you say mouse melon it's about this it looks like a the outside looks like a watermelon but it's the size for a mouse it's like it's even smaller than a grape size in most cases but uh, I have a whole bunch of them. This is my success story for Tiffany's Garden this year is the cucamelons uh, Everything else, not so much. Not so much. But let's, let, let's, I have a full program for you, sweet peas. I have a full program. So we have Dahlia Anarchy is back. She is our uh, living doll, drag queen, oracle reader. So she has uh, some... Uh, oracle reading for us a little tarot reading for the week ahead i hope it's good i hope it's good i haven't listened to it i try not to because i'm like i enjoy listening to it live as well with you guys and uh and then i have an interview with mr carson arthur that's right i love carson i love carson oh my goodness i'm getting comments already here uh, after, Oh yes Jazz mama Mama wants some Mama wants some You can have some Because they are producing Like crazy right now The um, The cucamelons. melons And uh, I bite into one right now Hot huh. I don't know if you heard that crunch But They are nice and crunchy And I'm regretting Biting into it now Because I have to chew it Hold on <laughs> mm. But anyway You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM Or you're listening to me on my podcast on Tiffany.com or, you know, you're watching live right now. So without any further ado, let me bring on our first oracle reading of the week. Well, it's the only oracle reading of the week. You get the idea. But please welcome
1: Dahlia Anarchy. Everyone, my name is Dahlia Anarchy and welcome to this week's tarot card message. For those of you who don't know me, I am a drag artist, a living doll and a tarot card reader, and I've decided to combine all these talents together to provide guidance and entertainment to those of you who seek it. When I ask my guides for a message, the three cards that I get are the Page of Pentacles, the Three of Pentacles, and the Two of Cups. All right, Kingston, it looks like there is this new opportunity being presented in the workplace that furthers a relationship that you have with somebody whether that is romantically or professionally for some of you it actually does look like some sort of workplace romance but if it's not that specifically it appears that you are able to do something really good for your peers for those you work with and it turns into a very positive experience like their opinion of you has improved because of what you're able to do for your community as a whole with the first card that we pulled the page of pentacles this is a card of an opportunity being presented but i personally see this as you being able to contribute to whatever the situation is especially in the physical world this can be in a way that is something like financial support or you have some resources at your disposal that somebody else around you needs. I sense that when regards to this physical object or whatever it is that they're looking for, you actually have it in abundance or it is something that you're able to spare. So moving forward this week, it would be wise to lend that helping hand if you feel you are able to With the second card that we have, we have the Three of Pentacles. The Three of Pentacles often talks about work and cooperation, especially in the sense of a community. In this card, I see three people working together and it appears that you are the one who is building or the one who is helping. It looks like these two other people have some sort of plan but they don't know how to go about it. And you are there as the person who can make it real, the person to help bring those ideas into this physical reality. I say to people in this instance, and it looks like those people are in some sort of relationship or some type of business partnership. Either way, it seems to be some sort of here it's external from you and they're coming up to you asking for help if it's not two specific people for you then it appears to be two opposing forces or two entities that are external this can be two different companies two different friend groups just two different ideals or sets of people with that last card that we have we have the two of cups And this traditionally does represent love or unity. But I feel like this is the love between two different people. The love between these two groups or these two external entities outside of yourself. It looks like for some reason you are able to provide a fresh perspective to them. Or you're able to help stabilize and harmonize their relationship simply by your being and what you're able to contribute. So this week would be an excellent week to offer a helping hand, especially if somebody or these groups of people decide to reach out to you. I sense that they will reward you for your effort or whatever work it is that you put in, because whatever physical power or energy you contribute they will return it to you in some sort of way. Whether that is compensation through money or just giving you back something that you truly do need because you were able to spare something that you've had in excess. So that's everything that I'm seeing for us for this week, Kingston. If you enjoyed this, please check me out at linktree slash Anarchy. There you can find my various social media links. So until next time, I hope you take care. Bye.
0: Goodbye, Dahlia Anarchy, and thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. Um, Oh, goodness sakes. My, that was quite the little reading, wasn't it? <laughs> I was like, oh, that could be many different things. So there, there's lots of drag shows going on in the next couple of weeks. I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit. By the way, drag queen, I'm a drag queen extraordinaire. I think I may have forgotten to mention that. Tiffany Morgan, drag queen extraordinaire here in Kingston. And uh, you're listening to Breakfast with Tiffany here on CFRC 101.9 FM. And that was just Dahlia Anarchy and giving a little Oracle reading. It's interesting. So, um, I, yeah. I'm going to have to, has anyone sent me any emails for any collaboration sort of things? I'm going to have to look into that. (laughs) Uh, But great opportunities. And if I can make some money out of it, hey, coin! (laughs) But uh, so that was Dahlia Anarchy. I'm going to have to keep this thing, uh, keep this show moving quickly here because I have a uh, a lovely uh, interview that I did with Carson Arthur. So, Carson Arthur, I'll let him speak to who he is and stuff like that. But I'm sure you may have heard about him. You would definitely have seen him on, uh, if you're a gardener, we would have seen them <laughs> out and about. Uh, but uh, without any further ado, and you know what, I just, he is he is such a, a great little soul. And I love speaking with him. And he's multifaceted. I had no know it. He is a huge Drag Race fan. uh, RuPaul's Drag Race fan I had no idea Um, sorry I just hit the microphone but (laughs) without any further ado here's Carson Arthur well hello sweet pea so I am with a really fabulous person and I I got to see him actually uh, on camera and there's a lovely smile there too so I would love to welcome Carson to Breakfast with Tiffany hello Carson
2: hello I'm so excited to be here just so you know this is my favorite movie. So I can't wait to be part of the set. Oh, wait. That's what we're doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> so, Carson, can you uh, tell some of uh, the, the sweet peas out there listening in um, uh, who you are? The fabulous person.
2: am. Well, I'm an old gardener. It sounds so weird to say that. Uh, I started in the TV industry about 25 years ago, and I was behind the scenes of a Garden Collin show called Get Growing with a gentleman named Ken Beatty. And Ken um, was phenomenal at just knowing answers, and he taught me a lot of great uh, tips and tricks. From there, I I was on a TV show called Room to Grow. Then I hosted Room to Grow by myself. Then I went to Green Force, Critical Listing, Home to Win, One, Two, Three, Four. Better Homes and Gardens, Home First Home. Uh, now I have a radio show. I I'm kind of getting around these days. It's been an interesting <laughs> journey, but 25 years is coming up, and I'm 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 shocked that I've been in the industry that long and i have been able to make it a career.
0: Well, and, and I'm totally shocked as well. You were able to make a career, but no, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Oh my, Carson, it's funny that you should mention that because I do remember the the grow. Um, the grow with home or yeah, room to
2: grow and all that stuff. Yeah. Room to
0: grow. Thank you. Um yeah. yeah. And I think you did have some uh, houseplant tips and stuff like that in there. I think there were a few.
2: For sure. Yeah. I talked about gardening, but um, I was skinny, had a full head of hair and life was good then. Now I'm bald, chunky and completely jaded. No, I'm kidding.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but still good on the eyes. He's got a face for radio. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Carson, um, I I I read a lovely article that you wrote, um, and that was on your on your website. So that's uh, CarsonArthur.com, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also CarsonGardenMarket Mar- uh, dot and it was about um uh, uh how gardening may be coming back it's like the official comeback sort of thing of gardening so uh, i i kind of wondered if you want to kind of talk a little bit about that
2: yeah for sure so uh about 10 years ago i was in a meeting with the executives at hgtv and they basically said that nope gardening is dead we don't want gardening content we want um, real estate content so anything about buying and selling homes or you know making over homes to sell uh, that was 10 years ago, and that's, and that's really, it kind of stuck in my head that, wow, gardening is dead, um, and these executives are saying that, and I started really thinking about why that was happening, and I realized that I was actually part of the problem. So for uh, the 10 years prior to that point, I had been teaching homeowners how to have low maintenance outdoor spaces, and a lot of the gardens and the outdoor spaces that I was doing um, were really focused on hardscapes. And when I say hardscapes, it's decks, patios, barbecues, swimming pools, hot tubs, anywhere you could put fantastic furniture. And I was showing people how to do that, uh, and I wasn't incorporating a lot of plants into my designs. They were there, and I would always talk about them, but that wasn't the focal point. And I realized that I had been speaking to basically a whole generation of people, so Generation X who really said, yeah, I want to pay somebody else to do the things I don't want to do, which is look after my outdoor spaces, and I want to go away and have brunches on Sundays and come home and everything just look perfect. And it was an interesting thing to hear that from the network, because the networks were really basically voicing what the advertisers were saying, saying we don't, we only want to pay in areas that are going to improve our business. So we have all these big advertisers like Home Depot and Canadian Tire and and Lowe's and all these companies. I'm name dropping. That, uh, yes, hopefully that counts on my you know endorsement list. No, um, but all these companies are saying we want to sell patio furniture. We want to, we don't want to sell plants anymore. Uh, and that was that was a bit rough for me. But thankfully things are starting to change a little bit.
0: Yeah. No, I I, I think things are definitely starting to change. So uh, it, it was interesting to, to read about you uh, read the article because people are really getting into um, plants, for instance, like there's this huge um, house plant kind of craze right now. And I, you know, pandemic was definitely fueling. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, well, it's, and... it's
2: interesting. Go
0: ahead. No, 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 no. no like And, and yeah, I, when I think back in the last 10 years, um, tuning into television, Canadian television or n- more North American television programming, it definitely shifted from the green, soft uh landscaping sort of thing to the hard landscaping. Like you said, it was all about the the decks, the patios, the hot tubs. Like you you would see those programs where, oh, we just bought this brand new house in the burbs. And when I watched my British gardening, it was like, well, how do we put plants in it? but when you watch the North American ones, like, how do you build a big deck and still keep mowing straight to the fence? Like there's nothing in between that.
2: Yeah. And and it's interesting because that really was gen X that was driving that. Um, But the shift, uh, yes, you mentioned the pandemic, but the shift was starting before the pandemic, pre pandemic. And it's really with millennials. Now there's a few things to understand about millennials. So, um, baby boomers have been Canada's largest demographic for a long time, North America's largest demographic for a long time. Um, and they loved gardening. That was the Mark Cullen generation and the Kathy Renwald and and Ken Beattie and Alan Titmarch from, from the UK. And they were the ones who always joked about Charlie building ponds without a bra on in her tank top. And that was, you know, that was gardening at its best. That was fantastic. Uh, and then, Charlie Dominic? Oh, my God. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Google it. You'll know what I mean. Uh, I know now... exactly what you mean. I know. <laughs> yeah. And then so Generation X came along. And as I said, they didn't want gardening. They wanted landscaping. And then that was the explosion of the landscape companies. Companies got bigger and bigger. And you'd see landscape companies en masse going up and down streets, cutting the grass. And, and they kept putting in the same plants over and over again because they'd hire not master gardeners because master gardeners were a lot of money. They're expensive. So they'd hire people who could stick a plant in the ground and they started reducing our plant diversity to like, you know, 10 to 12 plants. You'd see hydrangea over and over again and miscanthus and boxwood and hicks use. And it was just the same rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat over and over for every single home. Um, But now we're seeing this new demographic step in and the millennial generation um, is as big, if not bigger than the baby boomers right now. Uh, but the thing about millennials is they're coming into the game with more debt than anybody else. They've they're carrying more debt at this stage in their life than anybody, um, and that debt is making them delay when it comes to coupling up, having families, having children, buying homes. So they're they're pushing that number back further, so it's more into their 30s. But they still want to care for things, uh, and plants became the easy. You know, I can have a baby plant and I can be a plant mom or a papa and I can have house plants. And it gives me the sense of caring for something. Uh, and that kind of started the whole hobby plant trend with tropicals and string of pearls and all these things. Um, and now oh. with the pandemic, these millennials are moving out of urban centers in droves and they're buying, you know, places out in the middle of nowhere, like Sydenham. Uh they're basically they're they're snagging these properties, but with these properties, they're still carrying a lot of debt, but they're also carrying their love for plants. So now that hobby tropical person is starting to transition into vegetable gardening, and the reason is because food prices continue to go up. In fact, we're expecting food prices to go up between six and seven percent again in the next year. So millennials Um. who have more debt, they're just starting to have kids they're you know they're trying to decide do I go to Whole Foods to get healthy produce or do I have cable t v like they're having to make these decisions so growing food has naturally become you know a their passion but also something that they can you know save money on, and they're learning to do things like canning and pickling and all this stuff around growing food. It's incredible how this shift has happened, but the big thing to note and the the most incredible thing is. Now all the retailers, the big box retailers, have noticed that this demographic, as big as they are, love gardening. So now you're seeing more garden centers popping up at grocery stores, at box stores, at retailers. Everybody's in the gardening game. This year, I think, was the first year that I saw tomato plants everywhere I went. They were at no frills. They were at grocery stores. They were everywhere. Everybody had tomatoes this year. So it's really showing a trend that gardening is kind of on this huge rebound back up.
0: And for someone who loves gardening, I'm like, this is great. This is a renaissance. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, get more varieties out there. I'm like, I want to see different types of tomatoes out there, you know, um, to pick up and then plant in my garden and stuff like that. Yeah. So,
2: And I love it, too. What we're not seeing just yet, although I'm going to I'm going to put that as a caveat. We're not seeing a ton of investment in landscaping plants from millennials. Um, that said, though, they are starting to do things like pollinator gardens. So they're researching things like echinacea and Rebecca and the perennials to put in their outdoor space to attract pollinators and be a beneficial to, you know, bees and butterflies and, and all the, the little insects that we need in our space. I have sold more milkweed seeds this year than I can count. It's been incredible. And it's all around people wanting to put these in their garden for the bugs, basically.
0: Well, they they can come to my yard and pick up a few bugs, <laughs> or at least some snails. <laughs> Load them up and take them. Oh, the just, rain! Just, take them, just take them away. Just take them away. Yeah, uh, the the, yeah, that, the that's... rain
2: this year with snails has been horrific, and unfortunately, I'm sending more rain your way because I'm I'm a little east of you or west of you right now, and it's heading your way, which means more slugs, more snails. Beware your hostas.
0: Oh, my goodness. So, Carson, you mentioned uh, Master Gardener and stuff like that. So uh, can I just quickly be like, what what, what kind of a school did you do? Or did you just go straight into just head on and just start gardening? Did
2: I, you- yeah, I grew up in a small town in, you know, around the horseshoe, the Golden Horseshoe in Ontario. So I grew up in a little town called Thornbury Meaford, near Collingwood. And when I went to university, um, I went to university to play volleyball. So I took a, uh, what's called a bird course. I basically took a, just a general basic, basic course. And I came out of university with good student loans, lots of debt. So I jumped oh, okay. into retail. And then from retail, um, I got into a recruiting company and ended up getting a job at Procter & Gamble. And I was able to move up within Procter & Gamble very quickly. And right around when 9-11 happened, um, Procter & Gamble were offering packages. And I said, you know what? This is not my passion. I do not. I love the company, but this isn't where I'm meant to be. So I snagged the package and with the package came re-education. And I went back to school at Humber as part of the Humber Guelph program for landscape design. And while I was in class in my first year, um, everybody's there. They're 1920 and I'm like almost 30. Uh, But but in my first year, um, one of the things that I found out was I had to get a co-op job. So I had to go out and do a work placement. And I'm like, no, I don't No, I've done this already. They're teaching me resume writing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't want to do any of this.
0: <laughs> uh, I've had Procter & Gamble. Hello. Right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so one of the jobs that kind of came up was behind the scenes of the gardening show. And I said, you know what? Let's do it. So like I said, when I started with Get Growing, I actually did the first season of Get Growing, then got hired for my own TV show four months into that and was filming my first TV show before I went back for second season uh, The uh, in the gardening program.
0: Wow, that's okay. I want to know more about that, but we'll, we'll have to do that another time. Okay. <laughs> so Carson, where can, where can the sweet peas out there listening to us right now, where can they find you?
2: So I recently moved with my partner to the Prince Edward County area and talk about you know, a love of gardening. There's so many gardeners out here. And I decided to open up a garden center called Carson's Gardener Market. And it's all about seeds and gardening tools as if it was a UK garden store. So I went with their model versus what we already have. uh, And it's been a great success. I've been so happy.
0: All right. And that's that's out in um, the county, as we call it. The county. (laughs) Yep. There we go. Well, Carson, thank you so much for joining me today.
2: My absolute pleasure. I've never had so much fun with breakfast with Tiffany's.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. We'll see you later, sweetie. Well, that was Carson Arthur, my little interview with Carson Arthur, and um, he is a complete pure joy. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I definitely want to speak to him again. I hope you enjoyed uh, that little interview with uh, Carson Arthur. As soon as someone can pick me up in, in an Uber or whatever and we can get out to the county, I'm, I want to check out Carson's Garden and Market. I've been there before and, uh, of course, it was at the end of uh, 2020. It was the end of the season in 2020 and it was picked Bear, it was picked bare for seeds and and everything because uh, during a lockdown the garden centers were open. He was allowed to be open. Of course, all the garden centers just were picked clean, picked clean. Uh, So thank you, Carson. Thank you, Dahlia Anarchy. So you're listening to Breakfast with Tiffany uh, right now on uh, CFRC 101.9 FM, or you're listening to it on my podcast on tiffany.com, and that's T-Y-F-F-A-N-I-E dot com. So, sweet bees, uh since I am a drag queen, I, I want to share with you some drag shows coming up. Some drag shows coming up. So, if you're listening to this on c for c right now, today is Thursday, and guess what? Um, August 5th. Uh, so, there's a 7 p.m. Uh, drag bingo at Daft Brewery, and that starts at 7 p.m. on August the 5th. And that's with my co-host, we Way. away. You should, well, not co-host of this program, but of What's the Maple Tea? We had a Oh, as soon as I upload that last podcast, it was a riot. It was a riot. We had so much fun talking about, uh, well, whatever popped into our heads. There's also, starting on August 6th, and there's multiple dates and multiple times of this, but it's Crofatica. And that is uh, part of the Fringe Festival. And Hilary Yass, who I will have in the studio, I will have her in the studio One way or another, I'll have her here. And uh, that's at the Baby Grand. So there's multiple dates and times for that. But that's uh, a parody of Chromatica by Lady Gaga. You should check that out. And then on this weekend, August 7th, there is uh, Dragged Out of Lockdown, which is a drag show at Spearhead Brewery. So there's two shows. The evening show, uh, the late show, is sold out. The earlier show is still available, and I believe that's 6 p.m., Uh, So go to the Spearhead Brewery uh, website or go to dragshow.ca. I got links on that. And then also, finally, Jimbo. Jimbo, um, you know, Canada's Drag Race superstar, is coming to Kingston on Friday, August the 13th. I'm pretty sure sure they planned it that way. (laughs) So uh, there will be two shows for that. They are getting close to being sold out. Uh, so if you want to uh, find uh, tickets, they, they are uh, through the House of Torres on Eventbrite. Or again, you can go to dragshow.ca and, uh, and find the links to buy, informa- uh, the buy tickets for that. Um, yeah, and I'm having other comments here. We love Carson and Kevin. Yes, I know. Um, I, I need to get to know the other half a little bit better. <laughs> Harsin and Gavin. All right. And uh, I'm just quickly going into Outin.ca. So Outin.ca, your source for queer information in and around Kingston. And uh, and yeah, so there, there's a lot of things still going on. I'm just looking here. Yeah, the Hars uh, 2021 Queer Art Show, that's still available online. Uh, so you can, uh, I believe that's a video or whatever. You can still look at that. And the Summer Queer Film Showcase is uh, still available as well. Uh, and that's through Real Out. Um uh, sorry, I'm looking I'm looking at the poster here. Uh, it, I just got a little confused with the <laughs> with the poster. So go to uh, Reelout's website and you can find some more information about that. All right, sweet peas, I am running out of time. I'm running out of time. So thank you again, Carcer. Thank you again, Dahlia. And thank you, sweet peas, for watching, listening to this little program. I give you my love. Mwah. You stay safe now.